0: It's a time again to go beyond the jive. Join our hosts, John Swan and Natalie B. Brave the sting of the giving to reap the sweet rewards. All you hive jive junkies out there, this is the The Hive Hive Jive. Jive.
1: has nothing to do with this good morning <laughs> good morning how are you <laughs> i am good or or technically ken used to always do that good morning and, and then i would have to be like or good afternoon or good evening because they can listen to this whenever but never, for us at the hello. moment it is morning
0: <laughs> hello hello hello
1: hello this is a little bit different because we typically record in the evenings um and we had some scheduling uh conflicts and such so we're we're recording in the morning um which is, it's a little odd. For my I'm not completely, I think, at full functioning level. <laughs> That's okay. I, I've also stopped drinking caffeine. So I, I'm not, I wasn't ever really a big coffee drinker, but if I did drink coffee, I put so much crap in it that it might as well be syrup. And <laughs> so I, like, I would do, you know, tea or in the afternoons and evenings and stuff, I'd do some sort of soda like Coke or something, Dr. Pepper. Um, but I stopped drinking caffeine. So not even green tea or, or black tea. Um I'll do herbal teas from flowers, but that's it. So I don't even have that excuse of like, oh, I haven't had my coffee. You know, it's like, yeah, no, nah, dude, good. you're you're stuck. <laughs>
0: well, I have tea. I have a cup of tea for you.
1: That's okay. very good. I I drank a giant thing of water before we started, which I'm cold now because <laughs> it was a big it was a, my big <laughs> container and it was cold water and I just chugged it. And so now I'm like sitting here going, it was a little chilly. <laughs> It cooled yeah, well, my body gonna... down. Yeah.
0: Oh, you know what else we could say? We could say "howdy, y'all." But I don't know if you qualify anymore.
1: <laughs> you know, there's not. Uh, I still catch myself saying "howdy" all the time, and then I, I joke and say I, I have to figure out a new way to to say hello because I'm not in Texas. But uh, there's there's not a specific that is that is a very specific thing. Like like Hawaii has their own aloha kind of thing. Texas has howdy. Um, but there's not a lot of other unique greetings in other places and so up here there's not you know we we did joke on that one episode about uh how i've started dropping words out of sentences right. and like <laughs> shortening them up for efficiency or something but uh i don't have any specific uh you know hello or or good mornings so I, I think i'll just stick with howdy um yeah,
0: howdy's so- fine you can say you could be a little british and say greetings
1: Greetings. Greetings to me. Like I used to do greetings on emails all the time. And then after like spam and everything started becoming so prevalent, I started feeling like it was so cold and impersonal that it felt like spam. You know, it was like, who says that? That's a robot. That's not a real person. <laughs> like <laughs> Salutations, young men. <laughs> like, whatever. <laughs> There you go. That's changing languages though. So that's cheating. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you can do it in several too.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's not even that's not even a dialect change as far as like regional. That's that's straight up a whole nother language. <laughs> that's cheating a little bit. Yeah. So today I am going to throw you a curveball. Um, completely out of the blue, no prompting. We've we've had no conversations about this. And I I literally dreamed this up. I don't know why, uh, but about 10 minutes before we started. So this was literally like off the cuffs for the moment, kind of hmm. Um uh, right. but for some reason this crossed my mind. And I don't know, I think maybe you and I might have had a conversation about it way back in the day. Um, but I don't exactly know your opinion. And obviously I will I will share mine. But so today we're gonna talk about the concept of honey clean programs.
0: okay we can do that
1: (laughs) so for anybody listening that was just like what um a honey queen program is something that a lot of state associations do and it rolls up to the american bee federation conference level type stuff so you've got really it can start off at the county level and then it can roll up to the state level and then it rolls up from the state to the national level it is at the highest aspect of it, it is a very good way for young women to kind of learn some responsibilities and different aspects, etiquette, public speaking, business practices and such, and also can pay for their education, they can get scholarships and grants and things like that from going through this program. So it's definitely a resume booster type thing. It's, it's, uh, it's good at that, that concept, right. But my initial impression with it when I saw it was this is potentially the most outdated and sexist thing I think I've ever seen.
0: <laughs> yeah. And you know how I feel about that.
1: <laughs> I know. Now, now You couldn't hear her cause she didn't make a noise, but her entire face just like she was holding in, <laughs> bursting out with laughter when I said that. So um, I, I mean, it, it sounds bad. So I do want to say up front that I understand the concept of, of, you know, the good that it could represent for the young women. Um, There have been some proposed changes in certain areas and certain states where they've tried to modify it a little bit to make it a little bit more modern, that may be becoming all inclusive, so that it's not just young women, it could also be young men, um, that can get into it. But the problem is multi pronged, in my opinion, Uh, you've got the ABF level, the national level and they have very strict set rules. So even if the lower levels, the county and the state, start changing and adapting to fit these other things, if the title is not exactly Honey Queen, and if they did not do XYZ, they are then excluded and do not qualify for the national level. So you kind of end up with this catch-22. But a lot of the clubs have gone through and they've tried to start adapting and changing. And the Texas Association is one of them that, you know, that's obviously where I, I had my experience and first ran into all this stuff. Uh, the local county clubs will go through, they'll hold competitions, and they will actually nominate a princess, a honey princess. And then those princesses can go and compete and they can become the honey queen for the state. And then those queens can go and compete at the national level and potentially become the American honey queen for the nation. Um, That's the high level overview, right? And in years since I have talked to a couple of different state associations from outside of the state of Texas, and they have all kind of had the same feeling about things. The attendance was dropping off. Uh, People were not necessarily as interested in it or not as interested in the initial concept of it. Because again, it is, they they are adamant that it is not a pageant, but it is very pageanty they make mm-hmm. the girls wear very slim, pretty dresses with sashes and tiaras Brown. and high heels. And that's how they're supposed to be represented everywhere they go. And when I was the president of the local county club, I kept telling them that was BS. I'm not going to well, have. Every, yeah, we're, we, we've I got this...
0: an issue with it when we had the big yearly meetings Yeah, and discovering the program and being shocked personally. Yeah. I will tell so you
1: why we have we have uh for instance we were doing the tour to hives it happens in august it is horrifically hot and we're actually going to be out taking groups of people through hives and doing observation hives and looking inside hives and putting them in suits and so these honey queens and honey princesses are there to represent and to teach and to educate and they're expected to be in high heels address tiara and a sash and i'm like no she needs to put on comfortable clothes give her some shorts and a t-shirt or jeans and a t-shirt. She's going to be in a beekeeping suit. Like she doesn't need to be in a dress. And they absolutely would not let that go to where that's when I turn around and I'm like, all right, listen, you're a bunch of dirty old men setting up here, making these rules. And you just want to see the pretty little girl in a dress. And I probably just pissed some people off, but sorry, that is the optics that you put forward whenever you do that. And we did definitely have some of those individuals who felt exactly into that category, And they were the ones that held on the tightest for the, no, 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 we must have tradition. We must do this. And I'm like, no, they can still do all those things, but it's not rational to expect a young lady to be out in a bee yard working bees dressed like that. Like, sure, if you're gonna go to some big fancy dinner or you're gonna go to some very official formal meeting, dress up and look nice. But if you're going and you're talking to you know kids in school, If you're talking to a youth group, if you're doing things like that, like you can still have that sash, you can still wear the tiara, but do you really need to be in this slim cut dress? No, you don't. You know, it's, there's a lot of things like that that bothered me. Um, We tried to incorporate to where you could have young men in the program. And uh, this is where I started talking to some of the other states. And what they did is they changed it to a honey ambassador instead of a honey queen type thing. And initially they were like, well, the ambassador program is only for the boys and the the queens are only for the girls. But there were several other states that were like, we found that when we gave them the option of doing ambassador or queen program, most of our honey queen potential prospects were choosing the ambassador program. They wanted to be able to go through the program and learn and, and get the knowledge and go out there and represent and spread the information but they really they themselves were not that concerned with the I don't want to be a beauty pageant. I don't I don't want to be this beauty queen out there that has to be all done up and everything else. That's not what I'm here for. And so we we tried to mimic some of those things, but it didn't get very far. So I was just kind of curious, like on your perspective of it, because I'm a guy and and I'm straight up saying I feel that it's very sexist and and kind of okay wrong in a lot
0: of ways (laughs) let's try to go with the pros and the cons and i'll start with the pros it does engage younger um people into the world of beekeeping it does give them some training on how to present themselves and um, how it exposes them to um, public communication, public speaking. It does um, have a great resume-building capability. It does help women um, kind of stand out in a way that they might not have been attracted to the to beekeeping in the first place. Uh, there are some pros. It also fosters youth because it's a program at the American uh, Bee Federation uh, level, anyway, for 18 to 25 years old. Um, and I, I mean, those are the pros that I see. Now I see a lot more cons. And just <laughs> like you sitting in, <laughs> I'm trying to say the positive first. And um, sitting in the in the um, bee club meetings, and the first time I heard about this. My jaw dropped for the same reason. I thought it was sexist. And I was like, well, why can't we mix boys and girls? Why can't this be an ambassador program? I don't understand the need for the pageantry, basically. Now, we have to go back, walk back and realize that a lot of those programs basically were born in the, you know, late 1800s, early 1900s. And they they were just at a time where that's all they would give women is a little bit of a representation in a pretty uh, kind of setting, in you know, a uh, like you said, a, a parading uh, pageantry kind of aspect.
1: Yeah, and county fair queen. We're gonna put you on the car in the parade, and you're gonna sit there and wave at people as you go down. Like,
0: yeah, personally, I, I find this demeaning. I, yeah. I find this insulting to the intelligence of young women because they're totally as intelligent and 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 can do this as well as men and i don't think there should be any difference from that standpoint so that's my bias right the other thing is that um it, it you know that's that's a good old boy network that's created this there's other things that I'm not really going to point a finger at that are linked to this. You said um, good
1: old boys, I said dirty old men.
0: <laughs> right, good old boys, but it's also um, a, a traditionalist uh, perspective, right? And just, uh, uh, oh, I don't know how to say this without opening a can of worms with politics and religion and all that stuff. But basically, I just think that um, it's, 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 um, limiting those young women to specific conditions i know the texas program was and that was a big part of the my issue with it at the time i don't know if it's changed but they were also requesting that these women these young women not have any children yet or not be married divorced i think that was and i was like why do you care what does it have to do with anything so um learning the responsibilities learning the etiquette learning you know getting scholarships and financing uh, the exposure resume building all that is boosting their their potential beekeeping careers it's also potentially attracting other women to the world of beekeeping when you see a a woman that's basically promoting beekeeping it is true that you have when you go to a school or fair um, people tend to potentially be able to connect more with women, because they're more social in general. And I'm, I'm I'm sitting here making generalization, because I know that's not true anymore. That's, that's, you know, we, we're all just as capable of doing that. Um, and, but I also don't like that it's, it's taking away from young men that would want to do the same thing, and, and go and, and benefit from the same opportunities with the scholarships and the resume building and so to me it's 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 absolutely horrendous <laughs> <laughs> but it's just my my take on it um uh i think that it's um discriminatory is what i think it is
1: yeah it so the 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 it can only be this but then you've also are held to the standards of that pageantry beauty queen aspect and they that was the biggest thing that i had the the sticking point with was that they would, they vehemently deny that it was a pageant. And I would be like, then prove it. Make all this pageantry crap out of it and and leave all the rest of these requirements and recommendations and, and skills that they're building. That's awesome. Because like, if you look at the scouting program, you got Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts, right? They go through, they learn a wealth of information. They earn these different steps and badges and things along the way. So the core concept of that is great. But if you took that and you turned it into, oh, but... You also need to dress like a pretty little princess. You got to have your high heels, you got to have your dress, your sash, your tiara everywhere you go. That's not that's different. And when you add that quality onto it, now it is pageantry, you know. And and that was my biggest thing.
0: Yeah, you can have a uniform if you'd like, but it should be fairly standard to both boys and girls. It should be open to both. And the queen and the I mean the crowns and the tiaras and the sashes, why? Why? Right.
1: Well, because she's a she's a queen. She needs to be crowned. You know, it just the whole thing to me was like. I I liked the concept where they were able to choose. So we, we couldn't do away with the one because if we did, you wouldn't be able to make it to the national level. So what we were proposing to do was to kind of have this hybrid approach where if a female who was interested, wanted to pursue the track all the way up to national, they could be under the title of Honey Queen or Honey Princess. Anybody else, boys or girls, could choose to do the ambassador program if they were in it for the education and everything and they wanted to work their way up, but they weren't really necessarily, they didn't want to compete at the national level. They didn't want it to earn, you know, this pageantry type award. um, They would be able to do so. And I thought that that was a little bit more fair because then the girls are choosing. If they want to do that more pageantry aspect, they can. If they don't, they're still learning all the same skills. They still have to do the public speaking. They still have to do all this other stuff. So they're still kind of refining these aspects of things that would be very, very useful and beneficial in their adult life. But they could choose to do it a different way. And we could come up with other types of things like we, you know, state associations have money that they can do things with. There can be scholarships set aside at the state level for the people that go through the ambassador program, you know, like, it doesn't have to well, be the pageantry aspect
0: right exactly and uh, so i created the i mean and you've worked with as well at tcba um with hcba the youth scholarship program and i know several clubs around the country they do have youth scholarship programs i find that they it could be a, a, a potential you know um hierarchy in um uh, competition at the state level and then at the national level with youth scholarship recipients based on program requirements of, you know, similar qualities as the Queen program. And I think that from that standpoint, it's much more accessible, much more um, uh, neutral in a way uh, than a a Queen program.
1: But. Yeah, you've, you've taken gender biased out of it. You've taken the pageantry out of it. The, the way that the youth programs were kind of conceptualized was because, again, when we originally looked at it, we were basing it off of a county club that very much funneled girls into the queen program and the princess program. But they have to start off somewhere. And so we took that. We made it open to anybody. Um, they did have to be youth age kids. And that could be literally as young as they wanna be, as far as being able to, to understand this concept, sorry, concepts and do the work, um, all the way up through your senior year in high school. Mm-hmm. So we had like a 18 to 19-ish age cap on it, but the the only requirement was that you are still in school. You didn't have to be in public school, you could be homeschooled, you know, we had it open to things like that, right, right. but it was a way for these individuals who might've had an interest or a passion in beekeeping to get involved, the club helps sponsor those initial costs that maybe their family could not afford on getting the equipment, getting the suits, getting the hives. And then they go through and they learn right along with the club. And then they have their own extra things. So you're building a great foundation and you're getting that youth aspect involved in there. That I think is the core of what needs to be carried forward into that adult one. When you're looking at the junior, senior and beyond in the college years, which is where that princess and queen program really kind of take right. over um, that it that was lacking that that was the part where all of a sudden it becomes very very pageantry sexist like it is I just can't get it out of my head because the, again the people that were so so adamant about it were also the people that this is just
0: yeah in my English, head
1: I see the, them the, setting the their American. drooling <laughs> it's I not know exactly
0: <laughs> i've seen it and it's the usually the google boy network that's doing that that's yeah. pushing it forward and that's wanting keeping that in place and and you know as a woman i'm i'm particularly sensitive to the way uh women get looked at sometimes and so it's just kind of makes me a little defensive
1: but <laughs> well, no I totally will not,
0: i will not lie about that well here's my personal experience too by the way that might be tainting. My reaction as I was uh, in the military school, one of the prominent military schools in France uh, growing up, uh, I did my my first year of uh, engineering school in the military school, and I remember going to Paris, they bust. Us up there the entire school but I remember there were other but to go for a 14th of July celebration Bastille Day celebrations and there was like balls and dancing things and and uh defilés I don't remember how you said that in English but you would just formation and walk down the Champs-Élysées uh with your uniform and your your fake guns and whatever and so um the balls they were bussing young women from special uh schools that were basically not engineering or anything they were just young women that in the old-fashioned ways were getting um, raised to learn how to sew like an etiquette etiquette kind of thing take care of kids yes etiquette all this stuff home
1: economics
0: basically home eggs and they were basically taught to be good wives to the men that were in the military. And they were bust over for the ball so that they can kind of intermingle. And it was just kind of a meat market. I I, I really kind of put me out, put me off. It's just kind of really, really um, stayed with me. And it's kind of the feeling that it evokes. So maybe I'm overreacting, but it's just kind of y- y- picking up on that vibe. It's just not yeah. my cup of tea. Well, so-
1: see, I, so- we've had a lot of close interactions with a lot of the princesses and honey queens that were in the state level of stuff as they went up through. And a lot of those for Texas ended up becoming the national honey queens in competing at ABF. So we would get to have the the state queen and the national queen at a lot of our events and things like that. So we got to know them really well. Some of them had come up through the local clubs, so we already kind of knew them anyway. But This is definitely, so I want to make a point about what I'm talking about has no reflection on the individual in the program. Those women were amazing. They were intelligent, smart. They knew their stuff, and they were were working really hard at something that was going to benefit them later in life. My problem was with the establishment and how they forced certain rules and regulations and requirements onto these young women, because, again she would have been just as intelligent and well-spoken dressed casually like everybody else at the event or you know when she's coming out to this youth group she doesn't need to be dressed up like literally like miss america on the stage is how you look whenever you're supposed to go to these events because then that's sending another representation to those young kids just like what you were saying about them being raised in this way of, of thinking you need to be a good wife well what's wrong with, with having somebody there, like you can have the top scientist in their field of entomology, come and speak to your class in their regular work attire, or, you yeah. know, simple, even if you did business casual, it's still drastically dressed down from how they're expected to be. And that that was kind of my biggest, I felt like they were objectified. And in in uh, a way, it was they're... almost becoming uh, like a sex object in a way, it, regardless if it was meant to be or not. That's kind of how I felt about it. And I was like, that's not right.
0: Okay. So I had a conversation and it goes with a lot of the perception out there. It, it to me, it kind of takes away a little bit from their actual, the, the way they're being dressed up and the way they're being paraded around. To me, it takes a little bit away from their actual value, their actual worth and, and their intelligence. And um, it, it doesn't let them express themselves Uh, the way they want to, right? So there was um, (laughs) one of the meetings recently where a guest speaker was uh, discussing in a panel and he mentioned uh, several comments that were very belittling. Like I would be as famous as this famous YouTuber if I was as pretty as she was. And um, I couldn't find any speakers that uh were good for beekeeping for my conference because you know I, I tried really hard and there were like three or four in the room and well
1: educated highly like credited in their field.
0: educated and creden- credentialed than he was yeah and, and so the third comment that was uh, basically mentioning a young lady that was probably like 15 and promoting her channel and saying, well, she she's pretty to look at. I'm like, that is so sexist, right? I couldn't help myself. And and it's just kind of that whole thing needs to get out of beekeeping. Women yeah. are coming into the world of beekeeping and they're very good at it. Just as good as the men. And I, I just hate to see that separation and that um, objectification. That word was really potent when it comes yeah. to that.
1: Being objectified.
0: Uh, so I agree. Yes.
1: Yeah. I know who you're talking about, um, on both aspects. So now I, I do have to say something here. So, so not to be, uh, hypocritical because in the past I have been uber critical of one specific individual who yes. is in it just <laughs> for the fame. And, uh, you and I have had many joking conversations about how, well, you know, if I had blonde hair and boobs, I would have that many followers too.
0: <laughs> and uh, I, well, during the, the, the meeting with the person in question, I said, basically I, I took her defense. I was just like, no, she's where she's at because she's a marketing genius. Right. Let's put it straight.
1: Right. And right. that is, that is absolutely true. Marketing genius in it for the fame.
0: Right.
1: It That's stopped fine. there.
0: <laughs> it That's for stopped her there. Girl, yes.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, uh, Somebody sent me an interview that she had done with Joe Rogan the other day, and I just sat there shaking my head, and I, I did respond back to him, and I was like, okay, so technically the the things that she, are, she is saying right now are absolutely correct, um, and then I was like, there was a couple of things that she said, though, that was like very basic information, and she got it wrong, but the majority of the stuff she had right. And, and I was like, so I'm not gonna fault, I'm not gonna say that, cause she wasn't, she was sitting down doing an interview. She wasn't propagating all this BS that she normally does and and staging things and whatnot. She was just doing very basic, this is how a honeybee colony functions kind of thing, you know? Um, yeah, but it, I feel every now and then I, I get those things. And, oh, and again, oh, I know, I know. you gotta give credit uh, where it's due. She's a master marketing genius at, at promoting herself. She has attained the fame that she wanted, which is all she was in it for.
0: (laughs) And I will, I will be honest. I think that she's doing a service to the beekeeping world in a way that she's um, sensibilizing people to honeybees, to pollinators. There's a, there's a, a lot of the things. I might not agree with everything. I definitely don't agree with everything. Um, but there's some good positive aspects to that.
1: Yeah, Yeah, there is. My My biggest complaint has always been the sheer lack of responsibility and moral standing when you propagate false things that end up getting people hurt because they try to emulate you and you have not yet once ever gone back and apologized or corrected yourself or said, hey, this is only, like, don't ever attempt this at home. This is something that is unique to me. You know, it's not what everybody should attain, you know, to, to try to become. Um, and that's never happened. And that's always been my biggest complaint is the, what you're putting out there into the world is skewed and uh, is misguiding it's, young individuals that get hurt.
0: It's so, a content. It's really t- TV in a way. It is,
1: yeah. It's it's staged for TV, kind of. We know that. Uh, pause, but, yeah. <laughs>
0: You know that, and personally, I don't mind it. But to your point, what's it can be dangerous to other people, and it doesn't necessarily represents the reality of things. Right. Um, that's where I disagree with some of that. The fact that people should know that's not reality is what's missing here.
1: Uh huh, um, and that's a whole other jumping-off point that I will not take the opportunity in because that that would lead down a whole different did. world of stuff. No, this oh was God. that was like I could have just taken it to a whole global scale, but I was like, yeah, we'll we'll leave that one. Uh, so anyhow, uh, that is that is there you go. That that's kind of our our views and interpretations on specifically um, honey queen programs that are designed, regardless how you want to spin it. If it looks like Miss America, then it is still a pageant, and uh,
0: I think that there's so many opportunities to build a solid program that has similar benefits and and it's got the training potential and the uh, representation potential to the public uh, without having all that pageantry, without having all that sexism instilled in it. I mean, the program has value from that standpoint. It's just take out all that pretty Barbie doll, you know, sashes and crowns kind of a thing. So
1: one thing that I don't think that ever crosses their mind either is because they're like, oh, but they're showing young women what they can be. And I'm like, they're also dissuading young women who don't see themselves as that, who Mm -hmm. you go to their school and you've got this little girl who's looking at this Barbie doll beauty queen princess up there. And instead of thinking, oh, my God, that's so wonderful. I want to do that. She looks at the representation and she says, Uh, well, clearly, I can't ever do that because I don't see myself as this beauty beauty queen. Yeah. So you're. That's why I feel like it's better for them to be dressed down, casual. You know, I, I kind well, of almost in my head, I almost think like a zookeeper when they come in, they're they're in very non-assuming clothes. They have on like khaki or tan kind of colored stuff, or maybe like a light shade of greenish. Um, you know well, what they do? You know what field they're in? They're extremely knowledgeable.
0: I was gonna say that's my my my. I was gonna say they're these young women are super and smart and knowledgeable and they're selected for their knowledge and i think that it's just kind of dismisses that it doesn't make them look as as knowledgeable as they actually are it uh don't look as serious as they they actually are
1: yeah it's uh yeah so so there you go that that's the uh the pros and cons and cons and cons Beauty queen pageant. Awesome,
0: <laughs> and so you threw that to me. You throw me a curveball like this, and you wait. You just kind I of I do. Like... I love
1: Explosion. the so it's 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 genuine and honest reactions, right? So, sometimes
0: I go back and I'm like, oh, probably shouldn't have said that.
1: <laughs> that's okay though, because that that is the you know you know I I said things in there, and I already knew what we were going to talk about, but I still said things that probably piss people off. But at the same time, that's my opinion. And I have been right in the thick of it, and that is exactly how I see it. And unfortunately, most of the individuals that it upset are probably the people that are actually responsible and to blame for the exact same things right, I'm saying. Right, exactly, so,
0: that's what happens. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So uh, consider that if it offended you. Stop and ask yeah. yourself why. <laughs> so, well, good- any. Yeah. Anyhow, everybody, we're going to leave it at that one for today. So thank you very much for tuning in. We hope you've enjoyed. Uh, if your club has considered doing a youth program, there are great ways to do it. Um, just be very, very, very cautious of that whole it turning into a pageantry contest and not a knowledge and education journey. That gender, it should
0: gender shouldn't come into play here. I don't That's see also why true. it comes into play.
1: That's um, also true. So. There you go um we hope you enjoyed we look forward to talking to you again next week which will probably be our final episode for the year because hello christmas is coming um so definitely look forward to talking to you then but until then (laughs) be good everybody
0: (laughs) and be mindful as always bye-bye this Hive jive production was made possible by amazing patrons like you And we appreciate your support. To all our Hive Jive junkies out there, you truly are the Bee's Knees.